can't relax. A Glisten Plus production. Episode 3, Sunday. backward as Sunday stared at me with mouth agape. Then she spoke again, or rather, the thing inside her spoke. Take a deep breath, Anya. In her hand, she was holding a knife, long, thin, and serrated. The kind of knife you used to pull bones out of fish. Sunday's mouth started to pull itself awkwardly up into a smile. And close your eyes. She sprinted toward me, knife slashing at the air. I raced back to the kitchen table and grabbed a chair. I threw it between us. The chair slowed Sunday for a moment. She turned her head to me. Her eyeballs darted around their sockets like a bird searching for a grub in the grass. Sunday, snap out of it, please! But she didn't. She grabbed the tipped chair by the leg and tossed it out of her way. The chair hit the fridge, hard. This isn't you! Let me guide you. Sunday lunged for me, aiming the knife for my stomach. (laughs) She missed, but just barely. Her ribcage slammed against the table. The tip of the knife was thrust deep into the table. I had to get out of there. I ran for the dining room as Sunday tried to twist the knife free. Seconds before reaching the back door, I realized I wasn't wearing shoes or socks. Not that I had time to go back for them. I slammed the back door and the storm door behind me. Then I grabbed a nearby patio chair and wedged it in place against the storm door. I was now standing on the wooden deck that stretched across the length of the back of the house. My dad had been working on it six years ago, before the accident. He had finished the floor, but he had only put railings on half of it. It was still just the way he had left it. Even the hammer and the box of nails resting next to the flower pot. Snow covered them in the winter and melted away in the spring. And still, there they remained. Sunday opened the back door and then threw her weight against the storm door. But the patio door held it in place. Sunday tried to break through it again. I grabbed a weathered baseball bat from the side of the house. I didn't want to hurt her, just snap her out of this. Stop her from hurting me. I turned back to the storm door. She was gone. I held the bat aloft. But there was only darkness behind the plexiglass and the steel door. Sunday smashed through the glass patio door in the living room onto the deck, cut and bleeding from the shards of glass in her skin. She let out a pained wail. I turned and made the four-foot jump down to the wet dirt ground. I came down hard. I could feel something pointy pierce the ball of my bare foot. But I had to run. Run to safety. My neighbor down the hill had a high fence that surrounded his property with overgrown raspberry bushes around it. 
I might have been able to make it over the fence before Sunday caught up to me, but it was unlikely. If I got tangled in the branches, I would be helpless. Uphill of my house was Mrs. Watts. She was like 93 and couldn't even hear her own doorbell. But one house past hers was the Robinson family. Husband, wife, two little kids, always home at night. I had to get there. I was already running in that direction, my body moving faster than my mind. I didn't need to look over my shoulders to know that Sunday was on my tail. I dropped the bat from my hands. I had to move faster, through the trees. With each step, the small rock or pebble or twig or whatever was embedded in the bottom of my foot ground deeper into my tender flesh. Over the roots, through the low branches of the pine trees that stood at the border of the Robinson property. Find a quiet, peaceful place to lie down. Keep moving. Don't listen to the voice. My foot hit something. I felt my pinky toe snap. The pain was instant and intense. I wanted to collapse on the floor and ease the pressure on what felt like a broken toe, but I knew I couldn't. I passed by Mrs. Watts' house, a single light glowing in an upstairs window. I could scream at the top of my lungs, but no one would hear me. I could see the Robinson house ahead. I picked up my pace, sprinting for the back door. Mr. Robinson! Mrs. Robinson! Please help! It's Anya from down the block! I was too frightened to turn around. I could feel her coming. Help someone! Then a light came on, and Mr. Robinson was on the other side of the door. Anya! What's wrong? Mr. Robinson unlocked the door and opened it. I fell into his arms. Speak to me. The... What? I could barely form words. So instead I pointed behind me where... There was nobody? I looked around, but Sunday was nowhere to be seen. I turned back to Mr. Robinson. Someone broke into my house and attacked me. Ella! Call the police! Right now! It's okay. Everything's gonna be okay. I stared out at the wall of trees swaying with the night wind. She was out there, and I knew she was watching me. I stood on the sidewalk outside my house with my mom. She had rushed back from the hospital as soon as the officers had called her. Put on my jacket. You're shivering. I'm okay, Mom. The officers had given me a blanket to wrap around my body. The only part of me that was cold were my bare feet. The front door swung open and a cop stuck his head out. Ma'am, the house is clear. You can come in. Come on, honey. Let's get you warmed up. Despite knowing that the cops had checked every room, I was hesitant to return. I could still feel Sunday's presence lurking about. Wherever she was, it was certainly not far. I sat down on the couch in the living room. An officer with the wrinkled pants and sunburnt skin came over and sat across from me. 
He flipped through the pages of the notebook he had in front of him. Then he paused on a page before looking up at me. So you told Officer Chang that you know the suspect? That's right. It was one of my best friends. Her name is Sunday Wilson. Hank Wilson's kid. She's a Girl Scout. She actually quit last year, but she was. You sure it was her? If that's what my daughter said, I believe her. Uh-huh. Do you mind if I go upstairs to my room for a minute? No, take your time. But we do have more questions for you. I walked up the steps to my room. I knew what I was saying sounded crazy, but it happened. At least, I think it happened. When I came around the corner, I saw a police officer searching my room. He was collecting hair samples off the floor. The cop moved for the closet and opened the sliding door. Suddenly, I remembered the axe was hidden in the back of the closet. The bloody axe was wrapped in a Hello Kitty towel just a foot from where he was standing. How would I ever be able to explain that? Stop. The cop froze in place, not sure what he did. I could see the hilt of the axe sticking out from behind my laundry basket. I could feel my chest tighten. What's going on? I just need a little time after all this. Can I have a bit of privacy? I saw him consider. He looked at me and then softened. Sure. I was done in here anyway. The cop gave me an understanding and sympathetic nod as he walked out of my room and down the stairs. My shoulders relaxed as I closed my bedroom door. I flopped onto my bed and lay there in silence. Through the air conditioning vent, I could hear the officer talking with my mother downstairs. Ma'am, can we talk frankly? This is not making a lot of sense. Do you think it's possible she made the story up? To be honest, Anya has been putting a tremendous amount of stress on herself. I've seen what that can do to people. Good to know. We've already put a call into the Wilson family. We'll get to the bottom of this. I stared at the ceiling. Would I believe me if I had told the same story? I wanted to think yes, but I wasn't so sure. I pulled my phone out of my pocket. On the first screen, along with all my most used apps, was the Peace in Mind app. I didn't remember putting it there, but that didn't matter. I wasn't going to have it anywhere on my phone anymore. I pressed my finger on the icon and held it down until the menu appeared alongside it. I pressed the button to uninstall. An alert pinged on my screen. It read, Are you sure you want to delete this app? It wasn't even a question. Hell yes! I pressed the button. The app vanished from my screen. Just then, a text from Kalem popped up. It read, Record time in the 200 meter dash. Been celebrating all night with gummy worms. I didn't have the energy or desire to text him back. I closed my eyes and fell asleep. I wasn't going to tell Calum or Marie anything, but word travels fast in Aspergrove. I didn't even get up the front steps of the school before they were both lobbing questions. Oh my god, we just heard there were police outside your house last night. People are saying that there was an intruder. That's a totally bullshit rumor. 
right? Actually, someone did break in. While you were there? Yeah. I just got chills all up and down my body. Was he a druggie looking for money and jewelry? Or did he try to do stuff to you? She tried to stab me with a knife. A woman? I mean, I think it was a she. I didn't get a solid look at her. I don't know why I didn't tell them the truth. Maybe I just didn't want them to look at me crazy like the cop and my mom did last night. Oh, shit. Please tell me the cops caught her. I shook my head no. Well, there goes my sleep. Forever. If you want to crash at my place, just let me know. Uh, yeah, thanks. Marie was looking all around like a masked figure could pop out at any moment from behind a tree and stab her. And maybe she was right. But either way, it was making me uneasy. I needed to change the topic for my own sanity. Can we just talk about something else? Coach thinks I should switch to a higher carb diet on my training days. Really, Caleb? We're trying to distract Anya, not bore her to death. God, I should have said that. Is that triggering? I'm so sorry. It's fine. You know who would know the right thing to say? Sunday. She's good with this kind of stuff. I could feel sweat suddenly form behind my ears and in my armpits. Hey, have you heard anything from Sunday? Nah, nothing. She's ghosting me too. Uh, listen, there's something... Anya, you were saying? It's a longer conversation. Let's just save it for lunch. Caleb put a hand on my shoulder and looked into my eyes in a rare moment of sincerity. We're here for you. You know that. Me, Marie, Sunday too. See you at lunch. I couldn't tell you a single thing that happened during the first three periods of my day. My hand had been taking notes, but my mind was still running through the woods, fleeing the cold, emotionless eyes of a girl who I used to have princess tea parties with in my basement. Anya, how's it going? I bought you a muffin. I sat down in the chair opposite them. Caleb rolled the wrapped muffin across the table into my waiting hands. They both had concerned and hesitant expressions on their faces. Anya, I think you were really lucky last night. What's that supposed to mean? It could have ended much worse. Much, much worse. You know that guy that always hangs out on the bench in front of the mobile station? Crazy Harold. I know who she's talking about. They found him in the woods. That's not who attacked me. That makes sense. Since he's been dead for two days. What? Maybe he was killed by the person who broke into your house last night. You said the person who came into your house had a knife. Well, Crazy Harold was butchered into pieces. Cops think it was an axe. But maybe it was a knife. An axe? Hands and feet chopped clean off. Scattered pieces all down by the river. Not far from your house. It's horrible. But I'm so glad it wasn't you. I was feeling lightheaded. The room started to swim. The world coming in and out of focus. Anya? She's looking pale. Get the nurse! Feel my arms around you. Hurry up! Relax, Anya. 
everything's going to be all right. Can't Relax, starring Penny Epstein as Anya, Olivia Trujillo as Marie, Andre Robinson as Calum, Patrick Labrico as The Voice, written and directed by Adam J. Epstein, executive produced by Sheila Stepanek and Adam J. Epstein, edited and mixed by Christopher Sousa, additional voices by Paula Lisby, Steve Ulrich, Brian Stepanek, Lila Butler, Adam Epstein, Jane Sylvia, Michael Nering, Sheila Stepanek, Suzanne Hesseloff. Music by Budakid. Graphic design by Dave Kogan. Can Relax is a Glisten Plus production. <laughs>